Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hello again, Jamin here, 10-minute Tuesday time. Today's subject, are you an empath? Are you an empath? It's a term I hear bandied around the place a fair bit lately. Uh, I think it, it gets used a lot. Uh, the interesting truth about are you an empath is, well, the answer is no, you, you're not actually an empath. Um, you're just needy and you like rescuing people. So it turns out that labels, any any label that you put on yourself, uh, there, there are three problems with labels. Firstly, they're misdirection. So to define yourself or label yourself by your behavior is never accurate. People think behavior is the most accurate uh, description of character. We think it's honest. We think it's true, reliable. If, per, if a person steals, well, they must be a thief. If someone lies, they are a liar. We have cultural states, statements like a leopard can't change its spots simply because of how accurate we think behavior is to identify someone. Uh, it's not. Behavior is an attempt to meet needs and protect from fears. So behavior is just a strategy. So it's it's not accurate. So you're not actually an empath. You are employing an empath strategy. That's all that's happening. <laughs> so uh, labeling yourself, is it's not ever going to be helpful. Secondly, it becomes a hideout. So the moment you use a label, then you have a justification for a behavior, uh, especially when it's dysfunctional. If you say, well, no, no, I, I actually am an empath. That's who I am. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that's who you were. My bad. Uh, if it's who you are, well, then A, you can't change it. B, carry on and I'll get out of your way. Uh, it's It's not... It's not who you are, so it can't be who you are. I get that hiding out is useful because it protects us from our fears being exposed, but it is a hideout nonetheless, and so turning the lights on helps you see where you are hiding. And hiding in plain sight, you might have heard me talk about that before, so the best form of hideouts are the noble hideouts, the hideouts that don't look like hideouts. So hiding out, like doing something really, what looks really kind and really caring and really useful to the world, it's unlikely anyone's going to call you out on hiding, and it's unlikely you'll call yourself out on hiding. Out on hiding, so you get to continue. Nevertheless, it is a hideout. Um, thirdly, it becomes a prison. The moment you say "I am an empath" or "I am anything," then there is no negotiation and there's no flexibility around that. So you don't get to change it. Uh, you are tied to that. And even if it were accurate, it could only ever be accurate for a season, even though it's not accurate. But tying yourself to a label means there is no negotiation for all time. Every behavior, every single behavior is an attempt to meet needs and protect from fear. So let's just look at how being an empath could be meeting needs. I love the six core needs. I'm super grateful. Tony, big Tony, if you're listening, I know you've probably heard a number of these shout outs by now. So um, give me a call sometime. We can talk more about this because I just love it and I'd, I'd love you to explain it more deeply. It turns seems that you don't explain this very deeply at all, but nevertheless, it's your best work. Thanks again. So the six core needs for those playing at home, if you are not familiar with these, uh, certainty, variety, significance, love, contribution, and growth. The great thing is all these needs are being met at all times. 
Don't let anyone ever trick you into thinking there's a hierarchy of needs. Uh, That's never true. If it looks like one needs more important than the other, all that's showing you is a really deficient strategy. So therefore, it needs to be top of mind simply because how inefficiently you are at meeting that. For instance, I've got a friend who thinks he needs more certainty than me because he looks at me as a free spirit, an adventurer, someone who always says, says yes and backs himself, whereas he's risk-averse, um, you know, ordered, needs pros and cons, takes a long time to make decisions, very analytical. Um, the point is uh, we need just as much certainty as each other. I've just found a really great way of meeting my need for certainty that's taken care of. So my certainty cup's always full, so I don't have to pay much attention to it. He's found a terrible strategy for meeting the need for certainty. His cup's always empty, so it's always top of mind. Therefore, it looks like it's more important. It's not. So let's have a look at how being an empath meets six core needs. Certainty. So that's the need for safety, comfort, security. So if you can lock yourself into a way of being, well, then there's certainty because you know how to be that person. If that's how you've built your strategy for feeling safe, well, then to keep doing it makes sense because it's it's predictable. It's known. It's your comfort zone. Uh, how does it meet the need for variety? Well, getting a close interaction with other people's drama, is there's plenty of variety there, plenty of excitement. Uh, plenty of mess, plenty of chaos. If you're the kind of person who people look to to download all their rubbish and you're up for that, well, there'll be plenty of variety in a life like that, I promise you. Significance. Codependence is the need to be needed. So if you are an empath, or that's how you describe yourself, all you're saying is you like other people to need you. You like being the person who others reach for when they're in crisis. That gives you significance. That validates your existence. That lets you know and them know that you are an important person and a valuable person. Love. An empath is often a liked person. It's easy to like someone who's caring and always considers others' needs and is always open for a listening ear and there's always food in the fridge and coffee on the pot and on the boil and they're always open, ready to listen. It's very hard to dislike someone who's like that. So for often... Often they're they're connected to a a wide network of people and have a a high level of connection in their life. Contribution or being an empath, oh my goodness, look at how much difference I'm making in the world. Um, That contribution is tied to the need for significance because you're actually not an empath in the dark. You're an empath in in the daylight so that everyone can see you being an empath. So it just kind of validates this whole your whole existence even more because of the the social reward and the recognition you get. So it's a it's a really noble thing to say you are an empath. People are going to go, oh my goodness, what a wonderful person you are making such a big difference in the world. Congratulations. Keep doing what you're doing, please. And growth. So like you're doing more, you're you're having more, there's more people who need you. There's a there's more experiences you get to have. So there's always more of this if you want it. So therefore, the, the strategy for empath is is meeting all six needs. Therefore, it can even be an addiction. Uh, and and fears. How is it protecting us from? How is it protecting you or I from fear? Uh, well, the deepest fear is always insecurity that if I have no value or, or I am inadequate. So, if people need you, then you must have value. If no one needed you, then maybe you have no value. So you get protected from being found out as inadequate by having people need you. It's a very clever strategy. The point is you are not an empath, you're just needy and you have chosen to rescue people as your vehicle for meeting your needs. So three things to do if this is hitting home for you, if this is confronting and offensive, uh, uh, sorry but not sorry, 
because my intention is to serve you because it's actually you're actually not helping you or anyone by the way um, so so three things to do to exit this empath label and strategy uh, firstly so cut the cord so be honest you are not an empath even if it is the strategy you've been using you are not an empath say it with me i am not an empath well done you did it being empathetic is how you meet your needs and protect you from your fears that's the truth and you own the truth you step into the light that's the way out of this process two so when you when you're so honest you're actually clear that rescuing doesn't help anybody so uh the interesting thing around the coaching work that I do is I watch people genuinely transform and the very first thing that I do is convince them that I don't care about them. Practice five, get help from someone who doesn't care about you. So you do not want an empath. An empath will get in the way. They will stop you taking responsibility. They will baby you. They actually are motivated to keep you in your dysfunction so you stay needing them. So how is that person ever going to help you? So empaths, cannot actually facilitate transformation. Brutal, I know, but useful to be honest. So if your desire is to genuinely help people, you've got to find a better vehicle. Third, swap it for a more resourceful strategy. So you do need all six core needs being met. Uh, So update them. Find internal ways of meeting your need for certainty, variety, significance, love, contribution, and growth, which is your central adult work, by the way. And deal with your fear. So if you if you are just employing this strategy to protect you from being found out as being inadequate, well, go and suss that out. Are you actually inadequate? Do you actually need protecting from that? Or is that all a work of fiction? You know, if you've heard any single podcast before now, you will know the answer to that question. Of course, it's a work of fiction. Of course, you're actually okay. You've never gone and looked. And, and that's your work too. So you free, you free yourself from insecurity. You... You become an adult, which is to be self-sufficient and update all six core needs. Then you're actually free to not need other people and not rescue, which means you're also free to make a genuine contribution by equipping people so that they didn't need you and you could get out of the way, which means then you are actually increasing the collective consciousness of the planet rather than weakening it, and we'd all benefit from that. Are you an empath? No, you're not. You're just needy and you love rescuing people. I hope that's useful. I'll talk to you again next week. Oh, before I go, uh, those who book tickets for the Melbourne event for Unnecessary Suffering, it's still going ahead at this stage, the 15th of July. We've still got some time waiting for the press release on the 10th of June to see what the government's going to do in terms of restrictions, but stay tuned for that. At this stage, still going ahead and can't wait to be in the room with you all. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project Podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.